West of Twin Peaks Radio back again. What do the dog days of summer 2022 sound like? Music that makes you dance, sing, think, and chill, wrapped into a neat two-hour portable bundle we here in the Bay Area call. West of Twin Peaks Radio with MJ Call on the Lost Church Free Radio, San Francisco. As younger. Hello, hello, hello. MJ here in San Francisco counting down these last days of summer, which means a break in the heat for most of the country and a break in the fog for us folks here in the Bay Area. No matter where you live, live music, which was put on hold during the heat of the pandemic, has been a defining sound of the summer of 22, which also means there's tons of new recorded music to feast on. In addition to loads of new tunes on this episode, you'll also meet today's guest artists, a new Sacramento-based six-piece indie pop rock band called Rainbow City Park. That's one of several new singles released this summer by Rainbow City Park. We chat and dive into their music coming up in my second Hyperlocal Hour. But first, let's start this episode off with Music You Can Move To by three Bay Area-based artists spanning several different genres. Let's get it rolling with a friend of the show and the busiest man in the music business, Valentino Martini, and his new solo groove, DSDF.
brand new single Kitty Cat from the Bay Area-based six-piece band The Session, fronted by the uber-talented Lalin St. Juiced. Lalin tells me the song is about how disconnected we can be from everything around us, the spiral into numbness, and the resilience we've all called upon to find our way back. Just over a week ago, The Session played a fantastic show at The Independent, headlined by Brigine, who you also heard in that opening set. Brigine is a collaboration between Brigine Murphy, the former percussionist for Toro y Moi, and accomplished DJ session and live pay- player Doug Stewart. The song I played off their new sophomore LP, Angelo, was called Ooh La La. And I started off the set with my friend Valentino DiMartini and his sanky fuck dance song, Dark Side of the Dance Floor, a.k.a. DSDF. This is MJ, and you're tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. Underneath me right now, you're hearing the UK-based drum and trumpet duo Spaceheads and the song What Does the Money Machine Eat? It's a phrase first uttered by the great William S. Burroughs. It's off their new EP called Rust. Let's keep the club energy going now with a new chill groove banger from UK electronic producer Muramasa, collaborating with Shy Girl and Compton's Channel Trez, who could wrap the phone book and I'd be down for it. This is called Hollaback. Won't be a holla bad bitch, won't be a holla bad bitch, won't be a holla bad bitch, won't be a holla bad bitch. 
like shit. She a little freak off freak, don't care, she gon' choose one with you. Hands tied up again. It's a damn long with this. Tight dress, she a problem. Got it stretched out in the cool with the sun. You about to start soon. Real nigga on London. Pull a heart rate jumping. Good D coming straight from the source. Room, room, that's the force. Yeah, I pull up a Porsche. She gon' fuck me, of course. Yeah, nah, I won't be a holla back bitch. Won't be a holla back bitch. Won't be a holla back bitch. But she want me to call her back, you know? Serious business. 
That's new music from Space Moth, San Francisco audio engineer and artist Miriam Quadis, off her highly buzzed about new LP, No Past, No Future. I played the track called Round and Loops. I also played an instrumental called Golden Prawn from Wet Satin, a California electronic duo who started collaborating during some downtime in 2020 and recorded a self-titled debut LP up in Grass Valley that was just released a week ago. You also heard in that set Lava LaRue, a rising 20-year-old queer rapper and artist from London who's stretching her musical wings with less rapping and more singing on the single Don't Come Back off her new EP, High Fidelity. And I started the set off with Muramasa, Shy Girl, and Channel Tre's club groove, Hollaback. Remember, my guest artist segment with new indie rock pop band Rainbow City Park is coming up at the top of the next hour, but tons more new music to get to first. This is Sydney singer-songwriter Julia Jacklin off her brand new LP, Free Pleasure. This is I Was Neon.
Can we erase our history? Is it as easy as this? Plausible deniability. I swear I've never heard of it. And I can close the door on us, but the room still exists, and I know you're in it. Hours of phrases I've memorized, thousands of lines on the page, all of my notes in a desolate pile. I haven't touched in an age, and I can.
Stereo Lab is back. That's Robot Riot off the avant pop Anglo French band's new LP, Pulse of the Early Brain, switched on volume five. They're still mixing influences like the pros they are. Before that, you heard the UK based artist who goes by the moniker Freak Slug and her new song, Alien, off the EP, I'm in Love. The Beths were before that with Expert in a Dying Field, the title track off their new LP. Hope you got a chance to catch them at Outside Lands or one of their after-hours shows in San Francisco a couple of weeks back. And the set started off with Julia Jacqueline and the song, I Was Neon. Thanks so much for tuning in today to West of Twin Peaks Radio. I'm MJ and loving turning you on to new emerging bands like this one, queer goth pop post-punk trio based in Brattleboro, Vermont. They are called Thus Love and this is a throwback scorcher called In Tandem.
Put that debut album on your calendar. That was Thus Love with In Tandem. The LP comes out in October. I'm MJ, this is West of Twin Peaks Radio, and this is the latest from Ty Siegel off his LP, Hello High. It's called Distraction.
another new discovery of mine. The band, which is actually a duo, is called Color Green out of LA. And you heard Warbling Sky off an incredibly rich new self-titled debut LP. Do yourself a favor and give it a spin. The West of Twin Peaks Radio guest artist segment featuring Sacramento-based band Rainbow City Park is coming up next in my hyper-local hour along with new music from a handful of other Bay Area artists. So stay with me. But let's end this first hour with a song off the new LP, Hermit's Groove by Wax Machine. 
Wax Machine is the project of Brazilian-born, Italian-English-raised La Ro, who takes a heady trip through progressive psychedelia, kitsch Italian library music, and Brasilia Tropicalia on this LP. The song is called All I Can Do. All I Can Do, a song off the new Wax Machine LP called Hermit's Groove, the perfect dog day of summer album to sink into. This is MJ, and welcome to the second hyper-local hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio here on Lost Church Free Radio. My guest artist today is a six-piece band that was just a dream that Chris O'Keefe and Dwight Struthers had about a year ago until they posted their sonic dream on Craigslist. Flash forward to today and Rainbow City Park, named after a playground and park in Davis, is a buzzed-about up-and-coming band with three singles, live shows, and more dreams to realize. My chat with the band is next, but first, let's hear their single, 
first released in May, called B. Welcome, you guys. Uh, I, it's such a pleasure having you. And I think this is the first time I have actually had a large six-piece band all come join together in one Zoom. So it's great to see you all. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. 
Um, why don't we one at a time um, try to manage this a bit um, and introduce yourself. Uh, tell me uh, what uh, role you play in the band, what uh, what instrument or what, what your role is in the band, and the first live concert you ever saw in your life. Hi, I'm Danielle. I play guitar, keys, and I'm vocals in this group as well. Um, the first concert I ever saw live was Rascal Flats, and, and I've seen them twice since then. And um, where did you see them? At the Wheatland Amphitheater. It, it was, gosh, it used to be called something completely different than what it is now, but I'm pretty how sure. Old, how old were you? Amphitheater. How old? I had to have been maybe nine or ten. Cool. My name's Nick Nassab. I play guitar and I sing. Um, the first concert that I saw was a band called Stone Temple Pilots way back in the day. And it was at some outdoor festival in Concord, California. Um, I believe it was the, out, the outskirts of the pavilion. And I think I was seven, eight, something did you, really did, young. Did you go with your parents? Or? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, parents, my parents like rock and roll. So they, they took me to see Stone Temple Ballads. There you go. STP as they used to be <laughs> yeah. back in the old days. Uh, Chris, your turn. Yeah. Hi, my name's Chris and I play guitar uh, in Rainbow City Park. And growing up, my parents used to take me to concerts all the time. And there's tons of shows that I don't know who the acts were because I was like barely able to walk. Um, but one that sticked out to me was when I was a preteen, I went and saw Blink-182 and No Doubt at the Wheatland Amphitheater. Wow, the Wheatland Amphitheater was booking the acts back then, huh? Apparently. Ryan? Hello. Uh, my name's Ryan. I usually play drums. Occasionally I'll play guitar. Uh, and the first show I saw was Five Iron Frenzy. And where uh, was that? It was, so I grew up in central Florida in Melbourne. I, it must have been close by. I don't think we drove very far. It's possible it was in Orlando, somewhere in central Florida. And uh, Dwight. I'm Dwight. I play bass. And um, my first concert was the Dan at the Bell Auditorium. Uh, must have been probably 11 or 12 years old. Cool. So you got to see him like in their prime almost. Yeah, um, it was good. They played um, the Royal Scam in its entirety. So, oh, cool. That was cool. a really good show. And Maria. Um, I am a singer. And uh, my first concert was Young the Giant um, in Irvine, just our hometown. So it was nice. Um, but it was the end of her tour. So we're, they were pretty tired at that point. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, that was when I was about 20. I got started late with live shows. I was scared of the crowd. <laughs> and now you're performing in them. <laughs> that's, that's quite a twist. So the, so the majority of you sound like you're from Northern California to begin with. How in the world did the six of you meet and when did this band form and who wants to take on that question? So about two years ago, I was nearing the end of grad school and I kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel and I wanted to get back into music. 
um, I took a like four or five year hiatus from playing music while focusing kind of all my career and going back to school and stuff. Um, and yeah, towards the end of that program, I decided I wanted to put together a project. Um, so I started reaching out to people on social media and, or, and uh, making like Craigslist posts and things like that. And I got hooked up with Dwight and that was last spring. Um, and then Dwight and I spent a good, I don't know, eight to 10 months auditioning people and meeting with a bunch of, bunch of people and finding the right pieces for the, the band that we wanted to put together. Um, and we finally put this group together in February of this year. Um, yeah. So, so the creation of this band was kind of started, correct me if I'm wrong, toward the end of the heavier portion of the pandemic. Yeah, once I saw that vaccinations were going to come online, that's kind of when I was like, okay, I, I think I could put together a project. And I actually, like, three or four months before vaccinations, I started, like, scheduling times to meet with people and jam and um, started sharing some stuff digitally and whatnot. Danielle, have you ever been in a band before? Uh, yeah, I have some gigging experience in the past, but this is definitely my first project where we've been writing kind of our own creative material and working on getting that recorded and pushed out. Uh, so yes, but only for gigs. And who else uh, has been in a band before? Nick, have you? Is this your first band or? One of many. <laughs> um, I've been I've been gigging since I was about fourteen. So oh, so in, you've been yeah. Yeah, I've been in quite a few groups, and um, I had connected with Chris. I, I was the last one to join this group. Um, yeah, so I was really excited. I stepped into the space and loved what everybody was doing, and uh, just decided to to join the group. And Maria, since since you had said you started late uh, going to live shows, is this your first band experience? Yeah, uh, actually, it's my first experience uh, performing music or writing music. Um, I used to just uh, uh, play guitar by myself in my room. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's how many artists have been starting lately. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've been playing guitar for like, quite a few years, but uh, everything I've picked up is just being by myself. So. No guys have three singles out the first one that you released is run um who wrote that who did the music how how is that how is the creation of music happening with with six people so it usually starts with like a guitar riff um and that's kind of where it stems from generally um i tend to have like one to two to three different parts and then kind of bring it to the table um, and Run is kind of a funny story because I played it for the, the group and Dwight was like, ugh, I hate that, it's too poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like took Maria aside, I was like, hey Maria, I like this riff a lot, you should write something to this. And then we'll bring it up, we'll like show Dwight again in like a couple weeks and then see what he says. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we wrote Run. <laughs> 
So Dwight, do you agree with that story? Is did he tell that correctly? <laughs> um, yeah, for the most part, we um I do remember specifically like it had been in the works for a little bit and I still wasn't super enthused about it. Um and then one of our first practices with Danny actually Chris wasn't there and we didn't really know what to work on. So um we we put run on the chopping block and uh, worked that away at it without Chris and then he came back and I was like, Oh surprise, uh I like it now. We we fixed it up. <laughs> yeah, Run was almost what I consider to be kind of my audition for the group. They sent me a couple of demos um, on a drive and said, work on something and bring it to uh, our next jam. And so I worked on Run and I come into the room and I go, all right, I've been working on Run. And the response in the room was, oh, that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> But it ended up being really a, a positive experience for all of us and kind of shaped that song into um, the new direction that we've been going. So that's one of my favorites that we've done ever. With six people that came together completely separately, um, was there a discussion when you kind of put all six pieces in, in place? Was there a discussion about what kind of music you thought you were going to play? Or did some of it happen organically? Nick, do you want to take that one? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I know Chris and Dwight being kind of the, the founding members work through a lot of people. And, it, and this is just coming from, from Chris and Dwight, what they've told me in the past, but um, they were really looking for people with one like minds in regards to music and, and similar influences, but then also um, people that are collaborative and, and easy to work with. And so that's what really struck me being the last member coming into the group. And I've been in a lot of groups and been in dysfunctional groups and been in groups that were really positive. And this, the reason, one of the main reasons why I wanted to continue working with everybody and I felt so honored that they would include me was just how collaborative they were and how good of listeners everybody was, both um, in regards to creation and in regards to just music, right? Good musicians have to be good listeners. Um, so I think it's both, uh, but I think Chris and Dwight did quite a bit of pre-work to make sure that the personnel in the group um, was collaborative and colloquial and, you know, wanted to work together. I don't know, it just felt really natural. Everyone was, like Nick was saying, everyone's very collaborative and that's something I really appreciate. Uh, a lot of, I feel like, you know, everybody has a lot of really strong musical ideas. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to kind of, you know, play around with that and especially on drums where uh, there's less pressure to be, you know, I can, I can kind of enjoy it more and not think so hard about like all this complex harmony and everything else that's happening.
And so the next song you guys released was B. Uh, who was the major writer, uh, lyricist for that? And uh, who took over the... Um, oh, you're laughing. Uh, I, I always laugh at everything. Uh. <laughs> um, it must be a nervous tick. Um, yeah, that was me, and it is the toilet song. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a song I brought about my experience coming to the U.S. and also kind of thinking about, you know, the issues in immigration in the country and how it affects children. Um, so kind of like that perspective of having an experience that forces you to grow up quickly, kind of about the loss of innocence. song that we worked on with Maria and it was also the first song that Chris and I had started working on um, way back months ago and so yeah once Maria put some lyrics to it um, it just yeah it felt really natural um, I think we were really excited about her melodies and um, the lyrics are really unique you know I've, I've never heard a song about toilet seats before um, and I think most importantly it was really heartfelt about um her experience and um yeah just it it fit right in it felt right you've got three songs in the can so to speak that you've released is there more coming is there a longer project that you're dreaming of 
Yeah, I'd say, um, well, for one, we're recording actually this weekend. Um, we're hoping to get in a couple of songs done over the summer. Um, and I think what the plan is, is we'd like to go like the singles route and just kind of write each song, record each song, and kind of just curate our sound and find something that we're proud of and then build a project based off of that. So whether that's us releasing singles over the course of the next year or kind of just getting these singles ready for a longer project, we're not quite sure just yet, but we know that we want to be in the studio and recording. So we've got some dates this weekend. Awesome. So Chris, do you think you're, as each song goes and as you, you move through these recordings, do you see your sound developing or finding a center? Do you feel like you're there yet or you're still kind of searching for that sweet spot? Yeah, I, I feel like we're still exploring some new sounds, which is really exciting. Um, I feel like we're, we're still, the sound is still Rainbow City Park but some of the new stuff that we're working on is, is unique and, and kind of different than the stuff that the first three songs that we put out. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to go in the studio and work on this new material and get it out. Where do you hope to see your this the group in a year? Oh man. Um, yeah, I, I would like to continue playing shows and put out some more music. Um, might be nice to put out a full length around that point. Um, I'd really like to start opening up for some national touring bands, maybe get on like a West, West Coast tour for some national touring bands. That could be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'd be super stoked if we were at that point in a year. Congratulations for making it this far and, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah. It's awesome. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Worry, the only thing I can think about is so boring. That kind of life. Playing the same scene over So what happens is not real
Since I recorded that interview with Rainbow City Park, one of their goals for the coming year has already been realized. They are sharing a bill with the hot indie band Japanese Breakfast on September 24th in Sacramento at the Farm to Folk Festival. Meantime, you can see them August 25th at Milk Bar in the Hate. Check their website, rainbowcitypark.com, for more info and follow them on Instagram at Rainbow City Park. This is MJ, and you're listening to the Hyper Local Hour of Wested Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. Let's dive into more new music from local artists, starting with Oakland's Jeremy Lyon, aka King Dream, with his new single, Wish I Could Call You Now.
Start 
Rich are we to live in a place with so many talented artists. You just heard new music from the five-piece San Francisco blues band, The Brothers Comatose, and the song Soft and Blue off their fantastic new LP, Turning Up the Ground. I also played Oakland Skyway Man and Andy Jenkins with their new song, Tell It All Brother, off a new EP called Nothing Number One. And I started the set off with King Dream and Wish I Could Call You Now. The Bay Area trio known as Sour Widows has been garnering a lot of national buzz since the release of their new single called Witness, highlighted by getting national play and press on National Public Radio's Now Playing segment. As a former West of Twin Peaks radio guest artist, I've been following Sour Widows' progress since the release of their first EP back in 2020, and I love to see musicians like this begin to burst out of the Bay Area bubble. This is the new single, Witness.
You're in the black dress, boy in the kitchen, pigeons on your balcony. Beautiful and barefoot, said you never show your bruises. I was hoping that you might show me. Ooh. I've been living in a lifeboat. Dizzy on the ocean, I couldn't tell you when I last saw land. I washed up on your doorstep, a servant at the temple, a hail mary from a drowning man, and it felt romantic to learn a new language, desperate and damaged, and aching to be. Yeah, you came on like the queen of chaos Like some unsolvable mystery Your daddy made a living Selling Jesus in the manger Salvation in the land of sin and every time that you got me in a vulnerable position Well, you told me that I look like him And it felt electric to have your attention Full surrender to your gravity Yeah, you came on like the queen of chaos A child who only could ever play Stand beside you to sell them what they want to hear. Cause you're good at telling stories and talking revolution and using people till they disappear. A goddess, when you get what you wanted, when you don't, my love, you're mean. He came on like the queen of chaos But I never met anybody less free Anybody less free That was San Francisco singer-songwriter Matt Nathanson with Pigeons, a wonderful song off his self-exploratory new LP called Boston Accent. It's really a rich album I highly recommend from yet another West of Twin Peaks radio guest artist. 
And the hits just keep on coming from former guest artists of the show. Here's the new single from bi-coastal indie dream pop duo La Palma, Tim in D.C. and Chris in San Francisco. It's called Sangue Latino.
one of my favorite tracks off the new Healing Potpourri LP called Paradise. It's a blend of Brian Wilson, Burt Bacharach, and modern chill psych. You can hear my guest artist segment featuring that new Healing Potpourri album on the podcast version of West of Twin Peaks Radio. In fact, you can hear many archive shows just by searching for West of Twin Peaks Radio on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can keep up to date almost every day with news of new local releases and hot live shows by following me on Instagram at WOTP underscore Radio MJ. That about does it for me today. I'll be back in two weeks with another new show. I'm leaving you, though, with a groovy new instrumental tune from San Francisco's Maya, a terrific bass player in several bands, including Mild Universe and May Pal, as well as a great solo artist. This is called Weird Waltz, the second single from her forthcoming record, Infinite Possible Futures. See you in two weeks. Take care. Be kind. Peace. <laughs>